This is The Podcasters Club, brought to you by Precision Podcasting. My name is Kane Power. This episode, we're talking about the reason most of us podcast, and the part of podcasting that really makes it all worthwhile, our audience. I've been a musician for 22 years and a podcaster myself for five, so I feel like I could rattle on about the importance of knowing who your audience is and what they want, but the Podcasters Club isn't just about my experiences and stories. I want to provide real value to my audience, that being you, you beautiful podcaster you. So I figured I needed some experts who make gaining and retaining a following their business, digital marketers. My resource for digital marketing advice is a wonderful Facebook group, Digital Marketers Australia, which is why all three of these digital marketing experts you'll hear today have Australian accents. So fun. In my interviews with each expert, we covered identifying your target audience, niches, and by the way, if you pronounce that word niches, you're wrong, where to find your audience, how to connect with them, and the sort of content you should be producing for them. But rather than run each interview in its entirety, I've cut them up into convenient sections so we can cover one topic at a time. That's how much I care about you, my audience. Also, if you're listening to this when in the planning stages of your podcast, it's a great idea to grab a pen and paper or something to write on and put down your thoughts as you listen along. So let's get into it. I'm not going to introduce each guest each time, so you're going to have to remember their names. At the end, I'll talk about where you can find them and how awesome they all are. This is Dane Porter. Hey, my name's Dane Porter and I'm from Ground Zero Digital. This is Karma Levine. Hi, I'm Karma. I run a business called Karma the Social Chameleon. I specialize in social media marketing. And this voice is Broden Johnson. I think sales and marketing go hand in hand. And that's when I started Yak, the uh, digital agency that I run today. Thanks, team. To kick things off, I thought we'd talk about the importance of identifying who you actually want to be podcasting to, your target audience. Like a podcast is a mini business at the end of the day. When you're running a podcast, you still need a plan. You don't just jump into a studio and go, hey, I'm going to make a podcast because what will happen is you'll do two or three episodes and then it will fizzle out. And I think the statistic on podcasts is that the average person will stop after doing seven episodes because they've planned seven episodes in advance and then they stop. They don't get any traction because they haven't done any of the legwork in the beginning. So just like any other business, you want to know who your audience is. You want to have a business plan. You want to get all these things into place. But understanding who that audience is is vitally important because if you're just talking to anyone, then you're really talking to no one. So you need to be understanding that this is your audience, this is who they are, this is what they like, and then you can start gearing your content towards those people to be specific and to really start to build relationships with them. I think podcasters need to have a target audience because there is a lot of noise out there, I mean literally, the easier it is for you to determine who you're speaking to, the more likely your content is to resonate with them and then actually develop a following. See how awesome this is? Experts who know things. So identifying who we want as our audience is the first important step to creating a podcast that people want to listen to. But how? If you're starting a podcast about music, your target audience isn't music fans, because that's almost everyone. 
we need to refine it a little bit and start thinking about our niche. Understanding your niche is important. I read a lot about this early days when I was trying to get into the industry for myself and everyone was saying, well, you should target a niche and not be so broad and not be so general. I probably challenged that a little bit and thought, why not? You know, that that seems to be sort of going with the grain a little bit. Why can't you be general and and broad? As it turns out, the experts are, are kind of right. Like it's really tricky to fulfill what people are wanting to consume, whether that's written or spoken word or whatever. If you're talking in general sense, because I, I think there's so much content these days, more and more people are very specific about what it is that they're looking for, right down to not just the topics that they talk about, but the format that they're presented in, whether the presenter is you know male or female or comes from a certain background or a certain geographic area or a certain demographic, people are very, very selective. So I think the more targeted that you can be, the more likely you are to satisfy the audience that you've got. It might not be as big an audience, but you give yourself the best opportunity to drive your points home and hang on to a captive audience, I think. I think when people ask me about niching, it always brings me back to the adage that you can be wide or you can be deep. It's in terms of water, but um, the audience, it works the exact same way. So you can be really general and have a wide appeal and have people, you know, mildly interested, but because you haven't really niche that content, you're never going to get to the depth of an audience when it's actually niched for that specific avatar. Okay, so that's cool and all, finding your niche is important, but again, how? Where do we start? Let's use our music podcast from before as an example. If I was to start a podcast about music, because I'm a fan of heavy music, I'm probably going to be talking about various subgenres of metal. And I might decide that because I mostly like bands from the 80s, my show is going to be about 80s metal. Can we take it even further? There's not really any news or current events in 80s metal anymore, and I don't want to review albums that have been reviewed to death. What I really love is lyrics. How about a show where I break down the lyrics of famous metal bands from the 80s and explore what they mean? which actually sounds like a legitimate good idea. I might just file that one away for later. So I think I've found my niche, but could I refine it further? What was the last thing Karma said? Niched for that specific avatar. Avatar. Isn't that a movie? To anyone that's listening and doesn't know what an avatar is, it's another way you could call it is like a buyer's persona. But an avatar is a really good way to put it because when we think of an avatar, we want to put a specific name and a specific person to that avatar. So you want to create that person that might be John Smith. And John Smith is 35 years old. He's got two kids. He works in the trade industry. Uh, His hobbies are doing four-wheel driving, listening to music, X, Y, Z, list all these. Where he hangs out, he's part of four different Facebook groups and it's this, this, this. He likes to look for things on Reddit and all these other bits. So it's about pulling all this information about this specific person, John Smith, that we've just created and understanding what he likes, what he doesn't like, what are his motivators, what are his pains, what are his pleasures, where does he hang out online, where does he hang out offline, what sort of language does he use? So how does he talk specifically? And you might want to dive in and look at reviews on on places. You might want to go into some of the Facebook groups and have a read of the actual language patterns that they use because if you're trying to gear your content towards that audience, you want to be speaking the same language. And yes, English is the language, but we want to talk in their terms. If they have 
words that they might use or slang that they use in their terminology, use it. Really get involved in that particular person because when John Smith reads your content or listens to your podcast, he's going to go, oh, they're talking to me. I get that. Like I've, he's going to really feel like he's talking, you're talking directly to him. Yeah. So having an avatar and answering, you know, the hundred plus questions you can ask about an avatar is vitally important. And where do you kind of start to form the parameters of that avatar? Like, is it just from your own imagination on what you would desire as a perfect listener or should you be looking elsewhere? It depends on where you are in your journey. So if you're fresh off the boat and you're just getting started, then you're probably not going to have much data to go on. And a lot of it's going to be around, okay, what do I like? Because, I mean, speaking of podcasts, if you want to do a podcast, you have to have a genuine interest in in that to be able to resonate with it. You're not going to just do something for the sake of it. You're going to do it because you have an interest in it. So a lot of people in the beginning might use themselves as an avatar. And if they're their own key audience, that makes it easier because you can go, well, what do I like doing? And you can start listing off these things. But as your podcast grows, as your business grows, you're going to pivot and you're going to be changing because your business is going to be ever evolving. So you might eventually end up building out these avatars more and more as, as time goes on or potentially end up scrapping that one and creating a new one, or or you might have two different avatars depending on the services that you're providing. So I think as a starting point for someone starting out, just if you're your key audience, what do you like? And ask yourself those questions because that will probably be similar to your avatar. I love the question about creating avatars because it's one of my favorite things to do with my clients. I use an example of a woman called Tracy who's a mum. She uses social media in the evenings. She scrolls to Instagram while she's watching maths, while she's drinking a glass of Sauvignon Blanc. And then when I say that to people and it's really specific, they go, oh, I know Tracy. And I go, exactly. So what sort of shoes does she wear? What sort of bag does she have? Does she play sport and which sports would it be? And then people fill in all the gaps because they completely understand who Tracy is based on how I described her. And I think the more detail you can get with your niche, the better you can create content that's specifically for Tracy or whoever your avatar is and whatever their name is. Are we just using our imagination, you know, like what's my ideal listener or are you starting with yourself maybe? How do you get there? I think when you're trying to determine an avatar, it really depends on what your podcast is exists for. Are you marketing a product through a podcast medium? Are you talking about a topic you're passionate about and then therefore wanting to broadcast that to more people? So if it's, you know, a personal passion project, obviously you're looking for people who are similar to you or at least interested in that topic that you're talking about. So that's much easier because you're your own target market. If you're actually trying to market a product through the medium of a podcast, then you have to be a little bit more imaginative to try and put yourself in the frame of mind of that person who would buy that product if that isn't you. All right, I've written down a few things. The avatar for my 80s metal lyrics podcast is named Igor Lombardo. He is 47, wears black Doc Martin boots, black jeans and black band t-shirts. He comes from a low to middle income household and he works in a trade. He drinks beer and spends his weekends jamming with his band or hanging out with his kids. Does that sound about right? So 
where do I find Igor? It's great to know who he is, but how do I tell him about my podcast? I think the natural first step is to find all the things I have in common with Igor, so that we can find middle ground. Let's list them. I definitely wear black band t-shirts a couple of times a week, and I do own black jeans, so we're almost on the same level there. I come from a low-income household, I drink beer, and I spend weekends jamming in bands. It looks like we have a fair bit in common, so how do I use those things to start looking for Igor? Let's see what Broden thinks. I suppose in that identification process, you're going to realise where your audience is hanging out. So, as I said, is your audience hanging out on, on Facebook? Are they using Instagram as their main platform? Is it Snapchat? Is it YouTube? Is it Spotify? Is it Apple Podcasts? Like, try and figure out where the actual avatar is hanging out because that's where your audience is going to be. Now, if you're wanting to search for an audience, there's going to be, you know, the organic way or there's going to be some sort of paid way that you can probably advertise and start to bring in traffic that way as well. But that's, again, going to depend on where you are in your business. And I think if you're starting out in, in a podcast, and this is just from my experience, I know I'd want to be doing, you want to have a fair few podcasts done before you really start to ramp things up because it's going to take you anywhere from 30 to 50 episodes to get it right, to get that down packed to the point where you're good at it and you're comfortable and you're just rolling with it. But I mean, by all means, it depends on the person. Yes, yeah, so answer your question. You're going to find the audience where the audience is, depending on who they are. Find the audience where the audience is. As a 47-year-old, Igor almost definitely has a Facebook account. It's unlikely he's on Instagram, but he might spend time in the metal forums on Reddit. He'll be a fan of the bands I'm going to talk about, so do they have fan forums? Where do I post about my podcast to reach Igor? Online is going to be the main platform because that's where everybody lives these days. I think social media is going to be an excellent platform to be able to grow a podcast because, I mean, just looking at Facebook or, or social media in general, people, are, I think the statistic is 2.5 hours a day on social media. You're not going to get that sort of eyes or attention anywhere else. So I think social media is a really good place to be able to start off with. And I mean, especially if you if you are new, you're launching it, your podcast is probably not going to be showing up organically on any major platforms like Spotify. So it's going to be about doing a bit of the grind on social media to start attracting that attention. And, you know, the best method to start off there is just going to be doing an organic strategy, posting and getting engaging with your audience and sharing that you've got the podcast, but not in a way that you're trying to push it on people, but in a way that what value are you providing and how are you going to help your key avatar that you've already identified because you know what their pains and pleasures are. So you've asked yourself, well, how can I help that person? I know what's annoying them. I know what they like. Let's communicate that in a way that we've got the solution to some of these problems and start putting it out there in a way that people are going to want to listen. Yeah. And yeah, you can do that on social media by all means. I think that's probably a really good place to start, but you could you could look other places. Like there's going to be other online platforms that you could use or or you could leverage other people's platforms as well. So if you know somebody else that has the same key audience that necessarily doesn't isn't a competitor of yours you could do some sort of collaboration and say hey i've got a podcast that's going to be perfect for your audience you know do you want to jump on my podcast and you could sort of key collaborate there because that's going to be an easier way to get access to a lot of people potentially if you get the right guest on your podcast because they're then going to share it to the same audience 
look, where do people go to search for anything? It's probably Google if you're talking about just content and that's where people go all of the time. There's a really interesting analogy that I've seen comparing companies or groups that are often put together, you know, Facebook and Google and, and YouTube. But really, if you break it down and where people go and how they spend their time on those platforms, it's actually a very different experience. People go to Google to look for something. They try and find something that they have potentially limited amount of knowledge about or at least they know perhaps what they're looking for but they don't know where to find it. When people go and use Facebook, they're not necessarily searching or looking for anything. They're just being fed information and it's based on you know, an algorithm and a set of interests that you've either told, explicitly told Facebook about or implicitly told Facebook about by, you know, certain engagements that you've had and groups that you follow and things like that. So people don't go on Facebook looking for things. They go on Facebook and get told things. YouTube is kind of halfway between the, the two of them. It's used predominantly for searching for new content but obviously it's algorithm that presents information based on what you've been watching. So where, you know, where do people find it or how should you be trying to attract those audiences? It's probably got to be a bit more organic, which points back to search engines. And I say that not because I'm in the search engine optimization game, but that is just frankly speaking, that's where people go to find content. I do think though it's in line with having content that you've already got available that you can, if you're talking about podcasting, you probably want to be cross-referencing a lot of that content. I don't know how many podcasts are successful coming up purely organic, whether the entire business and the following and the content is centered just on being a podcast. Usually there's some other complementing channel for that business as well. Okay, so I think I have a fair idea of who wants my podcast and I've got a list of places where I think I'll find them online. Let's say I become active in the same communities as my avatar and start finding ways to subtly tell them about my podcast. I'm reasonably confident that at least the people who already listen to podcasts within that community will give my show a chance. Now, however, what I really hope to do is to connect with Igor and others within those communities so I have the chance to convert them from a one-time listener to a long-term listener and someone who spreads my podcast to other people like themselves. How do I make that connection? I think the connection quite often happens during the actual podcast itself where I think people want to feel like they're part of the conversation and certain conversations, you know, are phrased in ways that they wouldn't naturally be interested. Um, I think it's all about being relatable and really drawing people in on that end of things. I think they want to feel like they're either in the conversation or they're sort of passively listening to someone else in a room. And that really gives you that audience rapport, I think. You can connect with people using your podcast, right? They're your active listeners and, you know, you've probably already got them engaged because they're following with you. You try and create that experience as collaborative as possible, I think, which is allowing people to talk to you as much as you talk, well, maybe not as much as you talk to them, but certainly give them the, the option to talk to you whether that is providing feedback about the content that you're creating, leaving reviews and feedback about the, the sort of stuff that you're doing, contributing to topics and ideas that you might be covering in the next episode or content phase that you're going through, whatever that might be. I think as much as you can make it a two-way experience, the better off you're going to be with it. 
as a podcast fan and some of the podcasts that I listen to as often as possible, a lot of that is, you know, recommendations or topics that people want, you know, have presented and they've, they've posted them on Facebook or Twitter or whatever and said, hey, interested to, to hear you discuss this topic. And that just shows a real connection, I think, with the podcast host and, and the listeners, right? Rather than saying, well, we've got this calendar of the next six or 12 months worth of things that we're going to cover and no matter what, that's the calendar that we're going to put out. I think it shows a bit more of a conversational type of medium. That to me is quite compelling. Something that keeps popping up in these gems we're hearing from Karma, Dane and Broden is the importance of the listener feeling like they are part of the podcast. If you're creating good quality content for a specific niche with an avatar in mind, you can see how what you're saying might resonate with your listeners. And if your listeners feel engaged, valued and heard, then they're going to keep listening. So how much of the content we're creating should be authentically us, in other words, the content we naturally want to create, versus content created specifically for our target audience? And is there a difference? Yeah, it's a catch-22. So if you're early in your days, you're probably not going to have the time, the resources to be producing the best quality videos and the best quality stuff that's just going to be through the roof because you just don't have the capacity to do that. So in your early days, it's just about getting the content out there and just being consistent, getting out there. Like I said, we've got a seven-second attention span. So even if it's not perfect, just put it out there. Just chuck it on your stories. It's going to be gone in 24 hours. Don't overthink it. Just get the content going and get that consistency because it's going to take you a lot of time and a lot of content before you start to see any sort of return on that. And that's that's the hard part where a lot of people give up is they go, oh, I've posted 37 times and I haven't got anything. And it's like, well, go and post another 2,000 times and then we'll see where you're at. And you have to really be consistent. You have to do it for a year. You have to do it for two years. Just be consistent with it. And then once you're starting to get data, and this is one of the reasons I love social media and everything marketing related online these days is because everything is trackable. There's so much data there that you can then go, okay, I've done a thousand posts. I've done 50 podcasts. I've done, you know, let's go back and look at the data and you can go, okay, cool. Episode 37 got 10 times the result from every other podcast. Why? And then dive into what it was that made that podcast a success. Maybe read some of the reviews, read some of the comments. Who Was it the guest you had? Was it the title? And it's about then looking at that data and then identifying what is it that made that a success? Why was that piece of content better than the other piece of content? And then it's just a process of elimination, a process of looking at that data and going, okay, this made this better. Let's try it next time. We'll see if that improves it. But you really need that data first. So step one is just produce a shitload of content. Step two, look at the data. You should probably be creating content about what your audience is already searching for. And I talk about that strictly in a business sense notwithstanding hobby writers and content creators that just want to express their thoughts and, and opinions a certain way, that, that's okay. You can do that. Just don't be upset if people don't come looking for you, right? But trying to create a market is so much harder than tapping into an existing one. That's where the process-centric approach comes to things. If you can do things scientific, which is based on research and analysis and know what people are looking for, addressing that market and that area of demand is so much easier than putting out brand new content and trying to attract an audience that's going to come and find it compelling because you're starting at zero at that point. 
you don't want to be picking up on the latest and greatest trends every single time and switching what your expertise is. But I think if you look at trends and what people are searching for and what's relevant, you know, kind of year on year or even industry specific, maybe it's month on month, using certain tools and capabilities that are available to you, you've got insight into what people are searching for. And if your aims are about attracting a bigger audience, people are telling you what they're searching for. So you should be creating content in line with that. As a marketer, I should say test both. My natural answer is to go with what you feel is going to be of interest to you. But also, I mean, the analytics that you get with podcasts is still probably in its infancy and will improve over time. But you do get some analytics. And so have a look at who's actually listening. Does that match up to who you want to be listening? Where's the gap? Is there something you can do to bridge that gap? Or, you know, have you thought that you were going to attract one group of people and ended up with a completely different group? And if that's the case, how did that happen? And if you can backtrack that, you can work out, do you stick on this journey, you know, creating this type of content and attracting a completely unknown audience that I wasn't expecting or do I change it up and go after the people that I, you know, thought that I was going to get in the beginning? So I guess, you know, it also comes back to what's my podcast for? Am I just talking about something that I'm passionate about and hoping that other people will also be interested or am I trying to persuade people to do a particular thing in which case, you know, I probably have to be a bit more flexible to fitting in with them. If it's, you know, it's my passion project, then I already have some knowledge about that. And so already my target market, which, you know, obviously makes things much easier. Here's where we're at. Identify your target audience. Identify your niche. Create an avatar, which is going to help guide you to where your audience is and enable you to make a connection with them. Then create content that you feel passionate about with your listeners in mind. Easy, right? So that's the episode on audience. I hope you took some value from it. Broden Johnson is the founder of Yak Digital. You can book a free 30-minute strategy session with Yak at yak.com.au. Yak is spelt Y-A-K-K. And follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash yakdigital. Karma Levine is the social chameleon and co-founder at The Marketer. You can find her at karma.social and themarketer.news. And follow her on Instagram at Karma the Social Chameleon. Dane Porter is the co-founder at Ground Zero Digital. You can find him at groundzerodigital.com.au and follow him on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groundzerodigitalau. I want to thank Broden, Karma and Dane for taking the time to share their knowledge with us. You'll find all of their links in the show notes for this episode. You'll also hear from them in an upcoming episode about podcast promotion, so keep an ear out for that one. This podcast was created by Precision Podcasting. We make podcasts sound better. For more about what we do, resources on podcasting, and if you'd like to get in touch, visit precisionpodcasting.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash precision podcasting. Yes, that's spelled the way it sounds. If you'd like to hear more episodes, make sure to hit subscribe. Thanks for listening.